millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Mind Aware 265. Well, it starts with you feeling good. So excited to have 15 to 30 minutes of just pure fun right now. This is going to be good. Yay! I love that. <laughs> Oh, that sounds nice. I'd like that. I'll go get that for myself right now. Be perfect every minute of every day. Never have another drop of sugar. Because I think if you say that to people, everybody's going to freak out. Hi, Dana. It's great to see you. I mean, not see you, but be with you today. (laughs) What I found to be the secret. (laughs) Who doesn't want to be great? I love it. You know, when you're clear, what you choose to show up in your life will and only to the extent that you're clear. That's the amazing capacity of the human mind. Hello, everyone. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show, and welcome. So, Let me tell you, have you ever had this experience? I know I have. It's the experience where you're living a life and you're going through the motions and you're doing something just kind of like because you think you're supposed to be doing that or it seems like the path that you were just kind of fell into and then you wake up one day and you're asking yourself, what's going on here? How did I end up in this life? And why am I carrying all this stress? And I'm not really happy. And how do I get happy? Well, I have a really interesting guest for us today. She is the author of The True You. It's Emma J. Bell, and she's here to tell us her journey and how you can live a happier, more authentic life now. Hi, Emma. Hi, Dana. It's so lovely to be here. Yeah, it's so good to have you here. And I know our listeners are going to adore your Scottish accent, at least all of our North American listeners. <laughs> I hope they can understand me, Dana. I know, you know, actually, I'll tell you actually a little bit of a funny story. I one time met somebody, a Scottish man, and we were trying to have a conversation. And I couldn't understand anything he was saying. And finally, I said, could you try to talk with an American accent just for a little while? <laughs> okay, if we have any difficulty, you just ask me to start talking and an American accent, and I'll see what I can do, okay? I'll do, I'll do that. Now, Emma, part of the reason, I, I don't normally start with people's stories, but one of the reasons I wanted to start with your story is because you actually were, I, and I, I, for those who are familiar with the Enneagram, they'll appreciate when I say you're like the typical three. You're like that achiever. You are incredible what you have achieved in your life. And you did, just like the opening, like I talked about, you actually literally had that happen where you woke up one day and went, hold on a minute, you know, I just got everything I wanted. And so let's start from that story. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay, well, just as you say, my life was textbook. I'm an A-type personality, high achiever, you know, got top grades at university, became the youngest partner in one of Scotland's biggest law firms, um, had everything, had the marriage, the house, the car, the career. It was all phenomenal. And then um, my marriage 
uh, broke down and I was so affected by what other people thought of me that I didn't even tell my mother or my sister that my marriage was breaking down or my friends. I was so consumed by this image that I had of being successful. And I found myself in my car one day, and I'm sure your listeners, many of your listeners will have had a similar experience. I've found it's really common, actually, now that I've been a coach for a number of years. I was in my car with my foot against the the accelerator, thinking I could rev this car over the side of this parking lot. And it would all be over, and that would be bliss. I was running the biggest litigation of my career for a huge American multinational. I was um, in my ideal job, or so I thought, and I just couldn't cope. I was so deeply unhappy. But fundamentally, Dana, I had no idea who I was. None. Yeah, yeah, it it is. And I, I mean, I want to put an exclamation point on it that you were actually a partner in a law firm by age 30, which is just yeah. incredible to imagine. And you actually went on to be a judge. And to think that while you were feeling this deep unhappiness, and, and I think most of us have had that experience at one point or another in our lives where we just think it would be bliss just if we could just somehow vanish, you know, be done with this. So I can really, I know I speak for a lot of people when we say I can identify with that. So what do you think turned it around for you? How did you get a hold of it and start to say like, okay, there must be a better way? It was this crushing realization that I had no idea who I was or what I wanted, which transformed things for me. And I'm a left brain lawyer, right? So I just started reading everything I could about how the brain works, what motivation was, what authenticity was. And pretty quickly, I realized I had to, I was just working on old programming, you know, like someone had downloaded a software program into my head and I believed that everything I thought was true in that software program. And then I thought, you know, like I wasn't good enough. I had to be perfect to be lovable. And, and hence this voracious appetite I had to succeed thinking, then I'll get everyone's approval and it will all be okay. So essentially what I did was clear out all of that conditioning, all of that programming. And that's what I talk about in the whole first section of the true you is how the programming occurs and how the brain works and actually how we can go about reprogramming our brain with our own software, you know, downloading our own empowering software, which reflects who we authentically are, our values, our strengths, our priorities, our unique contribution that we get to make in this world. And as soon as I switched on to that, and I kid you not, Dana, it only took me about six months and I was transformed from being literally, I don't want to be here anymore, to being in nature and just being in awe of the beauty of everything and seeing the real magic in everyone I connected with. And I hadn't changed jobs at that point. I was still in a really high pressured, you know, partner of one. I was almost top level equity partner by that point, by age 32 and 31, 32. Nothing had changed on the outside. Everything had changed on the inside, which is why I call my coaching practice the inside shift, because that's where it all happens. And and I started teaching this to leaders. I persuaded my law firm to let me set up a whole leadership development program. I became a coach alongside being a corporate lawyer. I got headhunted by this even bigger firm, shifted right in at top level equity. Um, so if anything, my I was even more successful on the outside, but just so contented on the inside. 
Well, and, and I, I had, would argue that you were more successful on the outside because you were more contented on the inside. Well, for sure. I had this clarity of thought. I, In fact, sometimes I had no thought. I often talk about the snow globe. Do you call it the same thing in the U.S.? Yes, you know? And so you shake the snow globe, and the snowflakes are just firing around all over the place. That's our thinking most of the time, nonstop, busy mind. And what I did was I just put the snow globe down. And I just let all my thinking settle when I got busy and I allowed my wisdom to come through, my intuition to come through. And I tell you something, when I became a judge, that was an extraordinary gift. to Because when we get emotional, our whole frontal lobe stops working. So we think less clearly. We're not able to intellectually process, make good decisions. And in a courtroom, you've got lawyers fighting. You've got litigants getting upset. You've got really difficult points of law, you know, cerebral issues that you need to, to deal with. And I just put the snow globe down. And it is amazing how much wisdom we all have that we just don't use. Yeah, and getting quiet makes a huge difference, doesn't it? Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. And I, I think I love your story. And I think totally that our listeners can identify. And they also they get it. They get what you're talking about. So let's let's talk about some specific solutions, because I know you have five foundational principles that you like to teach for getting this kind of clarity. Um, do you want to share what those five are? And maybe we can we can go deeper into a couple of them. Absolutely. Sure. So very briefly, the first one is mindfulness in whatever way you want to practice it. That could be sitting at a red light for two minutes in your car and just being completely present. I choose to meditate every morning because even 10 minutes of meditation just gives me that connection to a peaceful state all day. But I'm not saying that it's a must meditation, but it's mindfulness. That is the first root piece, first foundational principle. The second one is authenticity. Know who you are. What's, what are your values? What are your strengths? What are your, your priorities? What's your purpose? What's your contribution? And I have a particular process I go through to enable people to establish who they are authentically, who the true you is. And then thirdly, it's about self-care. You know, it's looking after this vessel inside and out so that we're the best of which we're capable every single day. Fourthly, I talk about the giving mindset, and that's about giving compassion, because I talk a lot about remaining in our power and not being triggered. And for me, there's lots of trigger breakers. One is compassion. And compassion allows you to stay in your power and not get hooked. Um, but also in the giving mindset, I talk about forgiveness and releasing the past and so on. And then finally, it's about gratitude. You know, just being so present and grateful for every single moment that just connects you with the here and now. So those are my five foundational principles behind the Inside Shift and the True You. And there's so much to be thankful for. And I love all five of those. I mean, they're just absolutely beautiful. Now, I know that we're recording here live in front of a Facebook audience. And so I want to check in with our Facebook audience because I know that we can dig deeper into one or more of these. And so let's let them pick. So if you're out okay, there, great. Thinking, yeah, because for those of you that don't know, we record live on Facebook every Tuesday and Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific. And if you're out there today and you want to dig deeper into one of these, just go ahead and give a shout out. I'll go ahead and pull this up. In the meantime, let me make sure and give everybody the Earl where you can learn more about Emma. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show. I'm talking to Emma J. Bell. She's the author of The True You. And wait till you hear this. She's just going to give you the book. 
You know, it's not like go to Amazon, buy the book. She's going to give it to you. You can get it by going to her website. Go to EmmaJBell.com, and you'll see there's a video, a place where you can put in your email address to get the whole book. Emma, J is the actual initial J. Okay, so not J-A-Y. It's Emma, E-M-M-A-J-B-E-L-L. Bell, Emma J. Bell. You know, I love that name. It's like J. Bell is your last name. It's like it's like this kind of got like a southern U.S. ring to it. Like, hello, J. Bell. It's so it's so nice. All right, this is Data Wild. We'll be right back in one second. When we come back, we're going to have Emma dig deeper into this. Be right back. What's going on with you? You seem so up all the time, and your business is on fire. What are you doing? I started Train Your Brain You. It's the only program for entrepreneurs that addresses mindset and business growth strategies. The idea behind the program is that when you feel good, you act great, and it's awesome. You can check it out at trainyourbrainu.com, and that's trainyourbrainu, the letter U, dot com. Is it expensive? Seriously, it's like you're a whole different person. It's only a dollar a day, and you get all the latest tools to help you stay positive and grow your business. You would love it. Where do I go again? TrainYourBrainU.com. That's TrainYourBrainU, the letter U, dot com. Check it out today. Hi, this is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show, and welcome back. We're having a really interesting conversation with Emma J. Bell. You can find her over at EmmaJBell.com, and that's J, just the initial J. Right, so Emma initial J Bell dot com. Guess what? If you head over there, you can get her book, The True You. Go check it out. That's what we've been talking about today. We've been talking about her transformation from being a high powered lawyer and actually being a partner in a law firm, being really miserably unhappy, and then transforming to where she actually still had the same high powered job and went on to become a judge, but had that inner happiness, that inner peace. I'm really living like her true self, hence the name of the book, The True You. Now she's on a quest to help everybody have the inside shift that she's had. So, hi, Emma, welcome back. You know, you talked about five foundational principles before the break of being mindful, being authentic, self-caring, and giving and grateful, right? And yeah, so, that's it. Is that right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay, Those cool. are the five foundational principles, you know, yeah. And so let's talk a little bit about authenticity because I think mm. of any of any of them, I think this one is it's something that everybody wants, but you kind of go like, Well, what is it? Mm. You know, what is authenticity? And so can you talk just a little bit more about that? Absolutely. I love working with clients on authenticity because everyone does go I don't really know what that means. And what I do is I break it down, first of all, into values, you know, what lies at the very core of us. And um, I work with coaching clients and big workshops, you know, workshops full of 80, 100, 150 people on um, what their core values are. And once they get those and then we move on to, well, what are your priorities in life? What are the, the for me, there are five steps to living a meaningful life. And it's working out what's really important to you and making that front of mind. And then what are the things that you're naturally good at? So that combination starts to build a picture of who they really are inside. And then we go on to talk about 
inner confidence. So I don't think confidence is something you get. I think it's something you grow within you. Um, and it's this transition from relying on others for your self-esteem to being able to garner your own self-esteem. And I, co- I talk a lot about the fact that we're constantly teaching people how to treat us by the way in which we talk about ourselves and by the way in which we behave. So um, I, I talk a lot about being really vulnerable. You know, what are the things that they're most afraid of? And then unpacking those fears, because those fears are simply old conditioning. And once they look at them and face them, they're able to see that that's all that they are. And what they can do is, as I was saying earlier, download new software, get rid of that software. It's got lots of bugs in it and you can't fix it. Get rid of that and download new software. So start to think about from their values, priorities, strengths, and also their in what I call the intrinsic motivators, you know, the, the things that make them tick rather than the extrinsic stuff like the money and the job and the and the success the intrinsic motivators so once they've identified those then they're able to imagine what a life would look like which is a really authentic life what relationships would look like if they were being really authentic how they would be as an employee in the place that they work if they were being really authentic and, you know, that is just transformative work to do with people. When they work through it and they talk to others on the workshop, there are light bulbs that go on. They understand why friendships don't work that they have in their life because the values are misaligned. They understand why they love part of their job but not other parts of their job. They understand why they can't get on with their boss. They understand why maybe their key relationship, their romantic relationship, isn't working as well as it can because they are being inauthentic. Namely, they're behaving in a way where they're seeking other people's approval all the time rather than their own approval. And once we're clear about what success means to us, and therefore whether we've been successful or not is dependent on our own judgment, that's where peace lies. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's actually the piece I want to dig deeper with you, because I do think that's a really big issue. And I want to recap just a couple of things. What I hear you saying is that when you know what your real values are and what your real priorities are, And when you know what you're already naturally good at, so not necessarily what you've developed as a skill because somebody else thought you should have as a skill, something, things that just come naturally to you that are easy. And when you know what your priorities are, now you can start to have a better picture of who you are in the world and what you're capable of. And this inner confidence piece and and kind of the combination between being confident and vulnerable, I want to talk specifically about what you just said about being motivated by what other people think or making that decision between is this something I really want to do or is this something I'm doing because I'm seeking approval? So Mm -hmm. uh, first of all, how do you get to that place where you get, I guess, being aware of it or get good at identifying it and busting yourself on it and saying Mm -hmm. like, okay, I really don't want to go to this family gathering, but I'm doing it because so-and-so will be mad if I'm not there. And then mm. how do you gain the strength to actually not do those things that you're doing just because you want to please other people? So it all comes down to the why, Dana. What's my why? And it may be that to take your example of going to a family gathering, it may be that you still go, but the why is because you love your mum or you love your sister and you don't want them to be hurt. And so you're going in order to support them and out of a, you're doing it out of love rather than feeling resentful because these are all rules that you have to do. You're no longer doing it because 
what will other people think of you if you don't go? So your why, for me, one of the big shifts that you make is you're clear about what success looks like for you as an individual, what success looks like in your relationship, in your work, in your purpose, in every area of your life. And when you know what success looks like, then you only do things if it takes you closer toward that success. And because it's your own definition of success, then what you think about yourself becomes far more important than what other people think about you. It really is a way of setting yourself free from all of that. I love the the way you're saying this and the direction you're heading, because it is true when you're acting from what your priorities are, and more importantly, when you just know what they are, when you know what your priority is. Like when I when I did one of my core values, one of my top core values, I think it was the top, was harmony. And so suddenly when you when I know that about myself, that my core top value is harmony, you don't have little fights over stuff because, you know, like this is not leading me more towards my core value. And you can it's almost like your values can duke it out. And I'm going to tell you a story and maybe I'll, I'll see if this is a silly anecdote or if it, it applies. But I remember sitting with somebody. We were at a friend's house and she received a bag of popcorn that was made from the friend and the, the friend had made microwave popcorn. And she was eating the popcorn, and she said, like, do you have a pot with some oil and some regular popcorn? Like, can I make some popcorn? So the friend said, well, of course you can. So she got up, and she left, and I was thinking of it at the time. I was evaluating at the time, and I thought, I would have eaten the crappy popcorn, but I would have eaten the crappy popcorn because my value of my friend's feelings would have been higher than my my value of eating good food, you know. Mm, yeah. And from her perspective, yeah. she probably would have thought like her value of being completely 100% authentic would have been more important than the possibility of hurting the friend. So it's funny how we're all kind of living in our own little worlds, aren't we? And we have to, if we want to be authentic, we've got to make decisions about what our priorities are, what's authentic for us. Does that make sense in the kind of little story? It completely, it completely does. And sometimes these stories are the best way to illustrate the point. I talk a lot about needs and boundaries. And when you're authentic, you're really clear about what you need in order to be okay and what your boundaries are. And when so your friend's need to be healthy was one that was really important to her. And so I can completely empathize with the fact she wanted to go make her own popcorn. But you get into that, because you're so clear about what your needs and boundaries are, you're able to articulate them. You're able to say to your friend, look, you know, I'm completely obsessive about health. I know that's crazy. This is all about me and my need to be obsessively healthy, not your popcorn. Give me a pot and let me go make some popcorn that I will like. I'm the crazy lady here. Um, but, but that you can you can laugh at yourself. There's no ego. You know, we talk a lot in authenticity about once you become really clear about who you truly are, your ego gets really quiet. You know, I, I think John Kabat-Zinn talks about ego being a puppy, you know, and, and your puppy becomes really well trained. It no longer goes off and pees in the corner. You know, it becomes really well trained because you don't have to get into ego battles with anyone. You're clear about what your why is, and who you are. Speaking of puppies, I think everybody can hear Oscar in the background barking, so we're just gonna, I'm not gonna try to pretend that it's not going on and leave it in. But you know what I like? I was actually, believe it or not, paying attention. The thing I like about what you're saying is that, first of all, you can make your case in a way that feels good to everybody, you know, just by being your authentic self and saying like, hey, I'm the health nut. 
or, you know, being able to, to tell, admit to yourself, like, yeah, I would, my friend, my friendship with my friend, I'm worried about hurting her is more important. Um, mm-hmm. But the other thing is, is that there's no better or worse values. Though both of those motivations are equally valuable. It makes no difference what your values are or what you're acting mm-hmm. from, only that you know what they are and that you're acting mm-hmm. from them, right? Absolutely. So so you judge a lot less and you also aren't judged as much because you're able to articulate clearly um who you are and, and what your why is. Um and you don't you just don't you know, you get curious, you seek to understand, you don't go into and I literally am the judge who stopped judging. You know, it's 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 just crazy. And I, I do a lot of training with judges here in the UK and and one of the things I say to them is you you ought not to be judging until the point at which you reach the decision on the case. If you're judging at any point prior to that, then confirmation bias will kick in, your brain will start filtering in all the information that's consistent with your existing view of the case. And that happens to us in life. So, you know, that authenticity is just the route to being in this calm, clear place where you know your why, you're able to articulate it from a place of love and compassion. I love it. I love it. Well, if anybody can't tell, I could just talk to Eva all day long. It's it's wonderful. I think Oscar could also join in. I love Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> my, poor, my poor little Jack Russell buddy had to be taken away with his daddy because he wasn't allowed to be in this room while we were doing the interview. If he'd known Oscar was here, they could have talked to each other. <laughs> the interview could have been between the two of them. They could just go on and on giving their little doggy advice to everybody. It'd be so good. Well, do you have any parting advice? Can I give you one parting word before we before we say goodbye? Well, I just want to reiterate the snow globe you know if, if you don't want to meditate any day, every day just think about the snow globe and put it down let your thinking settle because 90% of what we think today we're going to think again tomorrow unless we consciously allow it to settle and clear the space for new thoughts and or maybe no thoughts just wisdom to come through so that's my parting shot just you know, go buy yourself a snow globe, even if you physically have to shake it and put it down and watch it. Some of my coaching clients do that. They literally just watch the snow settling on the snow globe, and that gives them peace. That's a great tip and a great technique. Everybody got that right. Get out there and buy that snow globe, because that, that works. That works. It's yeah. a nice visual, and it gives you, it takes long enough. It gives you that time. So I really enjoyed this. Thank you so much. This is Emma J. Bell, everybody. Remember to head over to Emma J. Bell dot com check out her book the true you thank you so much for being here emma oh it's a pleasure dina thanks for having me and thank you everybody for being here too you know you get this right i mean this is kind of like what we talk about here on the show day in and day out all capsulized into one easy to understand uh system you know foundational principles this is a great system of being mindful and self-caring and giving and having gratitude and most of all being able to be your true self knowing what's important to you what's important to you and how you live in the world and as you know all of these things combined they end up making you more money you end up being able to build a business it's no coincidence that emma got even more successful after her mind settled after she got happy and after she started feeling good and these ideas that she has, these principles that she's sharing, these are things you can do 
today. You can start today. Even if you can't go out and buy that snow globe today, you can start being mindful today. You can start relaxing your thoughts. You can start feeling better and identifying what's really what you want as opposed to what other people are having you do. So go out there and start applying these principles and we'll see you next time on The Mind Aware. It's not a hell yes, it's a no. (laughs) Very good, yes. Don't be afraid to make the change. The world will go on. If you're not pissing people off, you're not doing it right. Practice mindful walking. Stay outside of your comfort zone, because that's where the magic happens. How many people we know who get to the top of the ladder and as Stephen Covey beautifully said, find that it's leaning against the wrong wall. Pause and give this moment my full love and attention. Feedback does not ever tell you anything about yourself. It tells you about the person or the people giving the feedback. Am I being driven by my greed? Am I being driven by my pride or my ego? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.